Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the NFL coverage. Today, this episode is brought to you by Final Form Subs. Final Form Supplement is a supplement brand company that uh, is for everybody. Your hardcore gym rats or your average, every average everyday person that's just trying to make sure that they're in general health. Um, right here, I got BCAA's branch chain amino acids, really good for recovery. Um, there's a lot of science behind these things. Um, there are some some uh, some misinterpretations about BCAAs, but I'm not gonna get into all that. But just know it really, it's really, really good for recovery. I'm just gonna stay on the recovery side. There's arguments to be made about whether you're gonna see serious gains, but recovery is where it's at. And this is the fruit punch flavor. Fruit punch flavor is fantastic. It tastes really good. It's not chalky. When you mix it and it dissolves, it actually tastes like a fruit punch drink. Alrighty, um, go to finalformsubs.com. That's S-U-P-P-S, finalformsubs.com to get, um, to check this stuff out, get this stuff and uh, use promo code code strip, all caps, no space to get 10% off your order. And again, we have other things on there like the joint gummies. We have stuff for hair, skin and nails, collagen for all the ladies out there. Um, but go ahead, check that out, finalformsubs.com, achieve your final form. Now, getting started, we gotta go over week seven that's transpired for the uh, NFL this past week, and I'm going to go through these fairly fast. I'm not gonna spend too much detail um, on the individual play because that's just a lot. But Jacksonville Jaguars take the win over the Saints. Jacksonville Jaguars are now moving to five and two. Jacksonville Jaguars are starting to look like a good team. They're starting to look like they were last year, even though they started the season off a little rough. They moved to five and two. Saints are three and four. Browns, Colts. This was actually a really interesting game. Browns take the win, 39-38, barely by the hairs on their chinny-chin-chin on one point. But Cleveland Browns gets it done without Nick Chubb, um, Omari Cooper. I believe Omari Cooper played pretty well, if I remember correctly. Let me just look up. I said we're going to get too in-depth um, with this game, but... Yeah, oh, actually, Amari Cooper didn't do much. It was more. That's who it was. Four catches, 59 yards. There weren't any passing touchdowns, but there were three rushing touchdowns, by two by Kareem Hunt and one by four. Kareem Hunt kind of stepped up. They just signed him, um, I believe, earlier this year. T carries 31 yards. So there's that. Moving forward, Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots. New England Patriots started to string together some wins. They moved to two and five. Buffalo Bills dropped to four and three. And remember now, this New England Patriots, you're talking about a well-coached team with Bill Belichick. Now they're starting to string together some wins. They're building the confidence because they're able to beat the, the Bills. Now moving forward, I'm interested to see what they're going to do the rest of the season. Who do they have next? They have, ooh, they got the Miami Dolphins next. It's going to be tough. But, you know, they start string together some wins. The Raiders and Bears. Bears, this was actually really interesting because for the Bears, it was the uh, Justin Fields didn't play. It was Tyson Bangit, Baggett, Bagnet, Baggin, Bag, yeah, Baggett. 
um, who is a D2. I believe he's the first D2 starter since since forever, since like 1950-something, something, the first D2 quarter player to start in a NFL game. But he played pretty well. Um, 162 yards, so um, one pass touchdown, no interceptions. But he took care of the ball. The Bears get the dub 30-12. to 12, so It was a pretty dominating win. And uh, I'm actually interested if we're going to see kind of a Brock uh, Purdy type of effect go on with the, the Bears because let's say – uh, Tyler continues this play. Did I say his first name right? Let me see. 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 Tyson. I'm sorry. Tyson. If Tyson continues to play this well, it's going to be interesting when Justin Fields is back. What are they going to do? Do you bitch Tyson if they start going on a win streak? They start winning. Winning these games in dominant fashion, do you pull him out? Or do you keep him in and let him do his thing? Let him cook? Similar to how we saw Brock Purdy take over the San Francisco 49ers. But, again, that's just one game. Let's see how it goes. Uh, games down the road. Washington Commanders, Giants. Giants get the win. Low-scoring game, 14-7. to And that game came down to the wire. Tyrod Taylor uh, stepped up and played pretty decent in that game for the New York Giants. Buccaneers and Falcons. Buccaneers take the dub 16-7. Uh, to 16 to 13, Falcons move to four and three. So we got some teams that are starting to string together wins to get on the winning side of football, which I talked about a few weeks ago that they needed to do if they really wanted to take advantage of this season. And so we see that going down. Baltimore Ravens and the Detroit Lions dominant. Baltimore, Baltimore wins 38 to six. And Baltimore is starting to starting to separate itself from the pack in the in the uh, AFC. Uh they are five and two. Now Detroit's still five and two. I think Detroit's still a good team, but now I think that the the, the Ravens are just uh, going to be a competitive team when it comes to playing in you know football. I think they're gonna they're gonna compete. Seahawks Cardinals Seahawks twenty to ten Cardinals move to one and six. Uh, uh, Seahawks are four and two with the Cardinals. You know you don't have your best your best you don't have your main guy your main quarterback is in, in Kyler Murray playing so. You know, they're kind of in that, like, la-la land, that 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 no-man's land area where it's like, you know, what, are you really expecting them to, to be a competitive team when you don't have your max contract guy in Kyler Murray? But uh, that's that. Steelers, Steelers again. Now Steelers are starting to, I'm telling you, Steelers, they're starting to look good. They moved to 4-2. and two. They beat the Rams 24-17. Rams are 3-4. and four. So Steelers are going to be a team to look out for. And I know earlier... In the earlier episodes, I talked about how I am a big Mike Tomlin fan, and I always want the Steelers to have at least a winning record. Now that there's an odd number of games, it has to be um, even or a winning season. Because beforehand, you could have you can go uh, eight and eight and then not be losing. Because Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season since he's been a head coach of the NFL. Sorry, I'm always yawning, but I do these podcasts after a very long day at work, so I'm tired. But anyway. Let's keep it pushing. Broncos beat the Packers 19 to 17. Broncos get another dub. Now they go to two and five. Packers move to two and four. Now it's going to be interesting to see. Can the Broncos keep winning? Russell Wilson, 194 yards, one passing touchdown. Sutton, 76 yards with a with a tutty. No rushing touchdowns. But can the Broncos keep improving? Can they keep improving? Who do the Broncos have? 
next. Well, we'll get to who they who they have next. But I feel for me, depending on who they play, the rest of the season for the Broncos and teams like the Patriots, they're must wins. But anyway, Chiefs, Chargers, Chiefs win 31-17. Chiefs move to six and one. Chiefs are start again. Chiefs are you know that top tier teams now. Even though they have been a little inconsistent, a little streaky, especially on defense. Patrick Mahomes, some games seem like he's running for his life out there. But it's Patrick Mahomes, so he's going to find a way to get it done. 424 yards and four touchdowns for Mahomes. All right, and then Dolphins-Eagles, very exciting game, at least for me. Um, I wanted the Eagles to win, but I thought the Dolphins were going to win. I believe last week I said I think the Dolphins would win uh, purely from the explosive uh, playmaking ability from Tyreek Hill. But... Again, I also said, I believe I said this about this game. Uh, it was a week ago. But I believe I said, I think it's going to come down to who can establish the run game. And the Dolphins could not get a run game established. Especially in that first half. Second half, they got a little better. They started to figure it out second half. But by then, it was too late. And I mean, Swift just absolutely dominated on the ground. This one I will go into. So Tua had 216 passing yards. One touchdown, one interception. Mostert only had 45 yards. Ahim, uh, uh, Ahmed only had three, and Tua had negative three. So, you know, not much going. And even on the even in the on the other end of that receiving, Tyreek only had 88. For Tyreek Hill, that it's a whole Tyreek Hill to 88 yards. That is, that is, that's that's a win because he's averaging 130 something yards per game before this game. Now it's obviously lower, but he was averaging 130 plus. So to hold him to 88 and uh the home 88 is and only giving up one passing touchdown with this offense, you're gonna get a dub. Waddle had 63, Wilson had 48. And the uh, I wanna see where is it at? Yeah, so total rushing yards 45 for Miami, 99 for for uh Philly, with Swift having 15 carries for 62 yards. So, you know. Swift was out there making moves. And it was the timing of his runs, too, because he was getting a lot of uh, third downs. Another big thing for this game is fourth down conversions. They got that little uh, QB shove play where the QB is behind the center. He hikes it, and you got two guys behind him pushing. The way they execute that play, uh, that's what really won them the game because they were able to convert a bunch of these fourth downs that turned into touchdowns later. Um, the way this is going out, because that one play is so dominant and other teams cannot, for some reason, execute it to the level that the Eagles can, I do think in a few, in a couple, if in a couple years that play was probably going to get banned or it will be either banned or restricted somehow um, if other teams can do it. Because if you find a play or there's some type of loophole or some type of play where only one team is able to really take advantage of it and they're absolutely unstoppable and other teams for some reason can't copy it usually it's going to lead to them making a rule to where you can either only do it under certain situations or you can only you can't do it at all now if other teams are doing it and have success with it then it's you know it's different you know everybody has a thing but this play is just broken and i, I don't know i don't know what the answer is um uh, Jalen Hurts for QB conversions on QB like uh, QB sneaks. He's the most converted in QB sneaks since he's been in the NFL just from this one play. And I believe it's like 70-sub percent on fourth down, which is wild. Jalen Hurts, 279 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, and uh, where is he at? Where is he at? AJ Downtown Money Brown went off 
He had 137 yards and a tutty. And uh, Gozdert, Goder, 77 yards, and he had a tutty as well. And Devontae Smith had 40, 49 yards. So it was just uh, it was just a well played game on the defense from the D line from the defensive end for the the Eagles. That front seven was just absolutely smothering. That secondary, uh, uh, Darius Slay, I mean, Clamps, so he was just a monster out there. So, uh, just to break it down some more, first downs, Eagles 26, Dolphins 13. Third down conversions were almost even, four, uh, four out of 11 for Miami, four out of 12 for, for the Eagles. Here's the difference maker, fourth down efficiency in getting a uh, stay on the field. Miami 0 for 2, Eagles 4 for 4, so they stayed on the field. Total yards, 335 for Eagles, 244 for the Dolphins. And penalties, Dolphins had 10 penalties for 70 yards. And time of possession, Eagles dominated with 36 minutes, 43 seconds, with the Miami 23 minutes, 17 seconds. So, Eagles moved to the number one overall team power ranking-wise. And uh, I believe it's Eagles and... Uh, Chiefs of uh, the only two teams that are six and one. All right, next, San Francisco 49ers and the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings take the dub 22-17, huge upset. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 378 yards, two, touch, two touchdowns, one interception. And that boy Addison, Jordan Addison with 123 yards, two tutties. Hawkerson, the tight end, 86 yards. Powell, 64 uh Ackers uh, 30, uh, Osborne 47. So they did it by committee, with obviously with Justin Jefferson being out. But Kirk Cousins was, was distributing that ball really, really well. And the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Purdy had two interceptions to one touchdown. Christian McCaffrey had a tutty, but he only had 45 yards. Kittle had the Kittle was their leading uh, receiver with 78 yards, five catches, and Ayuk with five catches, 57. So for the 49ers, they just gotta find a way to. Uh, I think you gotta you gotta find a way to get Christian McCaffrey involved. Um, with, 40, with the 49ers, if you can find a way to slow down Christian McCaffrey, that's gonna hinder a lot of their offense because of the the dual threat in terms of running and catching. What you got with Christian McCaffrey, he is such a a pivotal point of your offense. And if you can't get him going or find ways to get him the ball, then that's going to hinder your ability to win games. But again, they have they go they move to uh, five and two. I don't. If you're San Francisco, I don't think you panic still, even though you lose two game, you got a two game losing streak. But I don't think you panic. I don't think you panic. I think they they come back and they should. I think they come back. They do what they do and they should be okay by next week. And then it's time for next week, week eight. What are we looking forward to? Bucks, Bills, Bills are eight and a half point favorite. Tampa Bay Buccaneers three and three. Bills are four and four. Here's what I will say. If the Bills lose this game, I do think there's going to be a lot of tension and turmoil within the locker room or the organization if they lose this game. So I think this is a must win for the Bills. For the Bucks, I think if they can find a way to get, if they can get Baker Mayfield enough time when you got a receiving core like when you got a receiver like Mike Evans, I do think the Bucks have a decent chance of winning this game. But it's going to come down to the Bucks, the Bucks offensive line, and it's going to come down to the secondary for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers on defense to really hold um, Stephon Diggs and, and keep Josh Allen in the pocket. 
Jacksonville Jaguars Steelers. I'm probably the this is probably one of the games I'm going to be very interested in because I want to see how the Steelers defensively hold up against Jacksonville Jaguars. Jack with the Jacksonville Jaguars offensively, it's going to do against the Steelers defense. Uh, five. The Steelers can move to five and two if they win this game. Jacksonville will have five and three, but I'm just interested to see how this is going to go because you have um, uh, Jacksonville's 14th ranked offense on so mid tier. The Steelers offense is 31st. And their defense is also 30th. So you kind of have, statistically, you kind of have this game where it's like, I see why Jacksonville's an eight and a half point favorite, but the Steelers, again, I always, with the Steelers, I'm always banking on the coaching. They're just a well-coached team, similar to how I bank on the uh, Bill Belichick with the Patriots. I'm going to bank on Mike Tomlin with the Steelers. Um, so I can see Steelers getting this dub and a start the street together and go on a run of wins just off of pure coaching and matchups. Jets, Giants, Giants are uh, Jets are two or three a three point favorite. I aren't. I think if Tyrod Taylor starts this game and Saquon Barkley play, if Saquon Barkley's healthy or he plays and Tyrod Tyrod Taylor starts the game, I think Giants have a good shot of winning this game. Again, the Jets defense has been what's been saving them, and their run their run game and their defense has been what's saving them. But I think the Giants have a good shot to win with Tyrod Taylor and uh, Saquon Barkley. So that would be interesting to see that. Texans, Panthers. I actually think Texans will take this one. Panthers are 0-6. Uh, Texans are 3-3. And, and uh, Texans are 3-point three, three favorite. But I think uh, Texans take this game. C.J. Stroud has been playing phenomenal. Um, even if even in their losses, he's been looking good. So I think defensively, they are going to be able to handle business with the Carolina Panthers. But you got C.J. Stroud and uh, going up against uh, Bryce Young. So we'll, that'd be a nice matchup to see. New England Patriots, Dolphins. Dolphins are a nine-half point favorite. Patriots, they're, they're just gonna have to, the Patriots are going to have to come in fully dialed in, fully ready, uh, fully coached up. It's going to be a game of for, – for the Patriots, it's going to have to be just a chess match. I don't think talent-wise that the Patriots are able to compete with the Miami Dolphins, but if the Patriots are going to win, it's just going to be putting players in the right positions to make the best play possible just from purely matchup from the coaches playing chess. Um, but Miami is a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Tennessee Titans and the Falcons. Titans, we are just falling apart. We we traded this week. We traded our best secondary player, uh, uh, Kevin Byard. He's been our best safety since probably, I don't know, Michael Griffin. Uh, for those of you that are Titans fans, one of my favorite safeties to ever play the game. But we haven't had a safety that good since Michael Griffin, uh, number 33, back in the day. So I don't know what we're doing. And apparently they're talking about trading uh, Derrick Henry and D-Hop. So I don't know what's going on. But the Titans are a uh, not a favorite. Where am I at? Falcons are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So we'll see. I don't even know what to say about this. But anyway, moving forward. Vikings-Packers. Vikings are only a one-point favorite on this one. Packers are two and four. Vikings are three and four. I'm not sure what to think about this. It's not really a game I'm really interested in, but the only thing I might be interested in is if, if Vikings get the dub, then I feel like they're gonna try, they're solidifying their spot back into being a pretty good team, a decent team, a solid team. Um, but I'm not really looking. For, you know, that game would be kind of whatever. Rams, Cowboys. For me, this is interesting just because I I need to see what the Cowboys talking about. You know, the Cowboys got embarrassed. Um, they they got embarrassed their last not their last game, um, but they got embarrassed. Hold on, let me let me find not the last game, the game before. 
where was who was that again? It's I completely forget. Was it the Eagles? 49ers? They got a Bears against the 49ers. They came out, and they beat the Chargers only one by three. So this game, we gotta see. I want to see what adjustments that they've made in their bye weeks. They had a bye last week. I want to see what adjustments they made during their bye week for them to come out to show them they're the team we think they are. With that defense and how they started the season, we thought this is a Super Bowl contending team. I still think they're a Super Bowl contending team, but there's multiple Super Bowl contending teams in my eyes. You got the, you got the Eagles, Dolphins, Dallas, Kansas City, and... You might slide the Ravens in there, but I'm, I'm not going to go that far. But you got those four teams. Now, I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. I might be. No disrespect to anybody, but that's just off the top of my head. And so I want to see if they're going to come out and show them any adjustments they made in the lineup or, or personnel to show them we are the Dallas, we are America's team. So that's the only thing I'm going to really be interested in for that game. Uh, but Dallas is a significant point favorite. Eagles, Commanders. I'm just, I just want, at this point, I'm a, uh, I am a Eagle, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. I won't say I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. I'm a, uh, I'm a, uh, Jason Kelsey, I believe his first name, uh, the, his brother. I am a, a, uh, Swift fan. I am a Darius Slay fan. I'm a fan of a lot of people on the Eagles. Um, so I just want them to continue to win. And so for this game, I will be interested to see just how dominant the Eagles can win. From now, from here on, this is, they got to hold that number one spot. And for them, they need to win and dominate fashion the rest of the season to show, yo, we are that team. Each game, they need to be working on fine-tuning and perfecting them. I want to see if Jalen Hurts can come out here and not throw any interceptions, not have any missed fumbles. I want to see if if their front seven can get good penetration and, and hit their marks. So this is more of just like, I don't want to say a tune-up game because if you don't prepare, any team can beat you at any given Sunday. But I just want them to come out and see if they can try to play their best game every game the rest of the season. See if they can to get those all together. Saints, Colts, Colts are one half point favorite. Uh, Colts three and four, Saints three and four. This I'm not really interested about this about this game at all. But um, I do think Saints have a solid enough defense to uh, to get the to get the win. And since it's a, a small favorite, I actually wouldn't mind taking the underdog on that one with the Saints. Um, so, yeah, there's Saints, Colts, Browns, Seahawks. Seahawks are a three-point favorite. I am actually wouldn't mind taking the underdog on that one with the Browns because the Browns have the number one. I mean, Miles Garrett's been playing absolute monstrous. Number one, you talk about the number one defense in the NFL going against, a, I believe, a middle-of-the-pack offense. Yeah, uh, Seattle's offense is 15th middle-of-the-pack, and you're talking about the, the best defense. So, again, I'm going to go with the Browns simply because they got the number one defense in the NFL. And I do believe Deshaun Watson will do uh, enough to, to get the dub against Seattle Seahawks. Chiefs, Broncos. I'm going to go. I want to say something wild and say that I think Broncos will upset Kansas City Chiefs. But I'm not going to say it. But if it happens, just know I speculated it here on the pod. I might clip it up and throw it up on the internet so people know how real we are here at the NFL coverage. But Chiefs. Broncos again, Chiefs six and one. Broncos two and five. Do the Broncos going into this? You're just trying to have. You're just trying to to make to just work on areas you're struggling. You're just trying to work on those going into this game. Uh, but the Chiefs have been streaky enough to where I think the Broncos, if they you know get a right matchup, um, they. I'm just trying to speculate because because 
I love predicting upsets, um, but this would be a far-fetched one. But anyway, Chiefs, Broncos, Bengals, 49ers. There's not even a uh, there's not even a favorite on that one yet, and I'm not 100 sure. I'm not 100 sure why. But this would needs to be the game where the San Francisco 49ers gets on the gets a win. This needs to be the game that they get a win. If you're Cincinnati, you're three and three. You started off very very rough, and now you've gone on a little you know a little win streak here and there, and you can end up winning with this game be on be above 500. So I think this is a most win for both teams. So it's all going to come down to who wants it more. Did Brock Purdy come out and take care of the ball like he's been doing and uh, not turn it over, get the ball in the end zone, hit your check downs, just stay calm, cool, collected. And, you know, San Francisco defense, they're going to do what it do because um, they have a top 10 defense in the NFL. Ravens, Cardinals. I think Raven Cardinals might end up being a bloodbath. I think Ravens, they've been looking, they, they, they've looked better and better and better every week. Uh, Lamar Jackson's looked better and better and better every week. So I think Lamar Jackson is just such a hard uh, individual to, to game for, to game plan for. You got to try to keep him in the pocket, but just because you keep him in the pocket don't mean he's not going to destroy you with his arm. He can throw and he can run. So I think this might be a lopsided game with the Cardinals, but we'll see. Bears, Chargers, Chargers, nine-point favorite. Tyson plays. Let's see how it goes. I'm not sure. Tyson's only had this is only one. We only have one game worth of data to analyze, um, and it was a it was against an okay team. So let's see how if Tyson plays. I don't know how long the injury is for uh, for Fields, but if Tyson plays, let's see how this plays out. This one I will be interested in, just simply from the quarterback perspective for the Bears. If Tyson plays well, this game gets two games back to back of playing really well, and they get the dub. Let's say they go week the his third game, he plays well against the. Now you get to that point where it's like, all right, you know, when Fields comes back, what are we doing? But that'd be interesting for that. And that's Sunday night, Monday night, Raiders, Detroit Lions. And again, I think this is a game for Detroit Lions where they get their composure together after this loss. Uh, they come back and they get a dub here on Monday Night Football against the Raiders. Um, and that's going to be pretty much what we're looking forward to for week eight of the NFL coverage. Uh, that's going to be all. I appreciate you guys for listening and watching. Again, like, comment, subscribe, do all that fun stuff if you'd like. If not, I will catch you guys next week. We out. I'm destiny. I'm going to chase my dreams. My life has